Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann, and I record this podcast to invest in the move of God that's happening in our five-state region of South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. And um, we're going to continue today in this episode, uh, the End Times for Beginners course that we've been going through. And I'm going to have three segments. In segment number one, I'm going to just share with you a um, a timeline of end times events that the just events in chronological order that the Bible says are going to happen from here all the way up to the new heavens and the new earth. In segment number two, I'm going to share with you um, um, some prophetic signs that will signal the return of Jesus. So these Jesus referred to as the birth pains signs. And then finally, in segment number three, I'm going to answer the question, why does the biblical pathway to the end of the age include so much death? So thank you for listening, and we'll get straight into segment one right after this word from our sponsor. And this is going to be uh, session 11 of the End Times for Beginners series. And again, my goal in this series is just to uh, give you a basic understanding of what the Bible teaches about the end times. And so each one of the videos in this playlist is going to be another bite-sized piece of information from the scriptures uh, that w- it will be given in a systematic way. And so by the time you work your way through the videos in this playlist and put the pieces together, you're going to have a pretty good understanding about what the Bible teaches concerning the end times. So this, of course, is session 11. And in the first 10 sessions, I really was laying a foundation to get to what I'm going to start talking about today. So in the first 10 sessions, if you haven't seen those, I encourage you to go back and start working your way through those because I I cover three major biblical themes that are really important uh, to understand in order to make sense of the passages in the Bible that talk about the end times. And so if you don't understand these these three major biblical themes, you're going to read some of these passages in the Bible and you'd be like, what? I don't get that. Like, what's that talking about? Why is that important? But all of a sudden, when you get these three major themes, now you'll like read these end time prophetic passages in the Bible and you'd be like, oh, I get that now. I get what that is talking about. And that makes sense. And I get why that's important. So I encourage you to take the time, make your way through those first 10 sessions. And what I'm going to begin talking about today now is I'm going to get into the details of what the Bible says is going to happen in the end times now that that foundation is laid. So I want to start as we, if we start, as I start making our way through the details Um, I want to begin with giving an overview of the timeline, the prophetic timeline of what is going to happen between today, you know, in May of 2020, and the the very end of the new heavens and the new earth, you know, and uh, what's going to happen between now and then to get us there. And the Bible lays out a series of major events and timeframes that are going to happen in a, a progressive order that actually serve as signposts. So you can actually know like, wow, when this happens, 
we're at this point in the timeline and we have this much further to go. You know, I could illustrate it like this. Like I live in Huron, South Dakota. And if I want to drive uh, a two-hour drive to uh, the capital of South Dakota, which is Pierce, South Dakota, it's two hours away from where I live. Um, there are certain mile markers along the way that let me know where I'm at in my journey. And of course, if I leave from my city, I know my ultimate destination is Pierce, South Dakota. And um, But, you know, I drive about 15 minutes and I come to a little town town called Woolsey and I know hey this is a sign I'm 15 minutes into my journey and then I keep driving and I get to um I get to another little town called Miller and I go okay I'm 45 minutes into my journey I only got an hour and 15 minutes left and then I keep driving and I get to Highmore and once I get to the little town of Highmore they have a gas station I usually stop there and I'm like okay we're a little over halfway to our, my destination of Pier and then, and there's just little mile markers along that let me know where I'm at in my journey. And in the same way, I'm going to give you six key end time events that are in a progressive order. And you can actually, and some of them actually, um, have a definitive in the Bible, a, a definitive period of time that they will last. So we actually know like when this happens, this is where we're at in the biblical timeline toward the new heavens and the new earth. And of course, the ultimate destination of scripture, as I talked about in session one of this playlist, is Jesus reigning on the earth as king um, on the new heavens and the new earth, and there's no sin and there's no curse, and, and we are in our resurrected physical bodies living in his kingdom and righteousness and blessing and prosperity and joy and love forever and ever and ever. That's the ultimate destination where, where that scripture talks about that uh, God has taken human beings in the earth. So here's what's going to happen between now and then. And I would love you, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to try to get these really quick at first and then I'll go through them and uh, give a little bit more information. But I want to give you six uh, key end time events that are going to lead us uh, into the eternal age of the new heavens and the new earth, like from now until then. So if, you, if I had a timeline, um, I encourage you, imagine a timeline. And right now, uh, we're in the season that the Bible taught, this is my opinion, I think we are in the season of the birth pains. Jesus talks about the beginning of birth pains in Matthew chapter 24. I'll go into more detail about that in the next session. So um, by the way, each one of these six things, um, I'm gonna have a, a whole video at least one video, some, some of these things, six things, I'll have multiple videos on each one, detailing like some of the very specific things that are going to happen during that time period, okay? So here they are. Just I'll try to give them quick. Number one, the season of birth pains. This is where we're at right now. And then um, the next thing that happens on the prophetic calendar is I call it the rise of the Antichrist. And what that is, it's the first three and a half years of the final seven-year period leading to the return of Jesus. So the Bible talks about, you know, you have the return of Jesus, and there's a very unique uh, seven-year period, that final seven years before Jesus returns is uh, a very, very uh, important season. And the first three and a half years of that final seven-year period, I call it the rise of the Antichrist. And then halfway through that seven-year period, after three and a half years, the great tribulation begins, okay? And I'm gonna talk about like what these frames are in a little bit. And the great tribulation, it's the final three and a half years before Jesus returns. It is the most intense time that there's ever been on earth. Uh, then right after that, at the 
end of the, the great tribulation is the return of Jesus. That's the fourth thing on the timeline. So you have the birth pains, then the rise of the Antichrist, which is three and a half years, and then you have the great tribulation, which is the final three and a half years, and then you have the return of Jesus, which happens over a 30-day period, and uh, and then after Jesus returns, you have a, the the millennial reign of Christ, which is a 1,000-year transition period between this present evil age and the eternal age of the new heavens and the new earth. And then finally, uh, the, the next thing that happens at the end of that 1,000-year millennial reign of Christ is uh, a final rebellion on the earth and then the final judgment. You can read about that in Revelation chapter 20. You read about both of those events in Revelation chapter 20. So I'm going to go over that again. And then, of course, after the final judgment, you have the new heavens and the new earth where the new Jerusalem descends down upon the earth and and uh, we enter into that eternal age of the new heavens and the new earth. So I'm going to go through those six really quickly again. So just imagine these on a timeline because these are in, the Bible puts them in a chronological order. First, you have the season of the beginning of birth pains. I believe we're in that season right now on the earth. Right after that, you have the rise of the Antichrist, first three and a half years of that final seven-year period. Then you have the Great Tribulation. That's the last three and a half years. Right at the end of the Great Tribulation, Jesus returns. After Jesus returns, you have a 1,000-year transition period, the millennial reign of Christ. And then at the end of that 1,000-year reign of Christ, you have a final rebellion, it's really quick, and then a final judgment, and then after the final judgment, the new heavens and the new earth. So I hope that makes sense. I want to just go through each one of those seasons and just give you a, a really quickly, like I'm not going to get into too much detail. I'm going to have whole videos devoted to these things, but I'm just, in this video, my goal is... I just want you to be able to refer back to this video because when you read about, the Bible goes into great detail about some of these events. And sometimes when you're reading the details in, in a biblical passage, you're like, oh my goodness, this is big. But you're like, okay, where does this fit in the big picture, in the big scope of what God's doing and his plan to transition the earth from this present evil age to the new heavens and the new earth. Uh, he has a progressive plan, to a process he's taking us through to get us there. And it's important, I think it's super helpful, to be able to read a passage and know where it fits in the biblical timeline. And um, it just it helps us understand like what's happening, why it's happening, and what's coming next. And um, anyway, so I'm going to go through each one of those six things again. So first is the season of birth pains, the beginning of birth pains. So uh, during the season of birth pains, um, th- things like wars, uh, you can read about this in Matthew 24, by the way, wars, uh, rumors of wars, political unrest, widespread religious deception, great apostasy, persecution, uh, the Great Commission um, is advancing uh, during the uh, the beginning of birth pains. And so this is like... Um, <clears throat> The beginning of birth pains, it's, I believe we're in that season right now. And of course, uh, you know, we, you look at this list of things and you're like, man, these things are, have been happening like since a long time. These things were happening in the days of Jesus and, uh, you know, even way back then. So, and that's exactly the point is like the beginning of the way birth pains work, you know, for uh, mothers would know this, uh, um, birth pains, when, when the time comes, nears, I should say, to give birth to the baby, to the promise, right? Um, 
and the woman goes into labor, at first she starts having birth pains, right? But at first those birth pains, they're far apart. They're maybe 30 minutes apart or so. And they're kind of light. They're, they're not that painful. They're just kind of light. So she can have conversations with friends in the room and kind of laugh and tell jokes, you know, as during the birth pains as they're happening. But as the labor continues and she gets closer and closer to the time to go into hard labor and, and birth the baby, those birth pains, the contractions, they get closer and closer together. So instead of 30 minutes apart, they're 20 minutes, then 15, then 10, then three minutes apart, then two minutes apart, and they get more intense they're harder. And by the time she gets toward the end of that labor, she's not just carrying on a conversation. It's like it takes all of her focus to get through that birth pain because it is intense. It is painful. She's she's like, you know, she's focused. She is like practicing her proper breathing techniques. All these kind of things are going on. But the good, it gets harder right before the baby is birthed. But the good news is, is that, All of that is leading up to the birthing of the baby. And that's the illustration Jesus used in Matthew 24 when he talked about these signs, the wars, the political rest, you know, widespread religious deception. He's like, all of these things have been happening. But as we get closer to the dawning or the birthing of the new age after Jesus returns, um, these signs during the birth pains are actually going to get more intense and they're going to become greater in frequency and greater in intensity. Intensity, And so I believe we're in this season right now. And even a lot of these signs, we're seeing them happen more frequently. And simultaneously, a lot of them are happening at the same time. And they're getting closer and closer together. And they're getting even more intense. And that's a sign of the times to pay attention to. So then that leads to uh, the rise of the Antichrist. Again, this is the first three and a half years of the final seven-year period before Jesus returns. During uh, that season, that three and a half year season, uh, It begins with the Antichrist uh, confirming uh, the covenant with Israel. There'll be a false world peace. There will be a great uh, deception, persecution, powerful gospel proclamation, and the missions movement advancing in the earth in a great, great way. Um, And there will also be a great apostasy, apostasy a great falling away from the faith that occurs uh, during that time period. And then... The Great Tribulation comes right after that. That's the final three and a half years before Jesus returns. It begins with the abomination of desolation, and that's probably, for many of you, it might be a new term. I'm going to take go into that in detail. The Bible talks about that and gives detail about that. I'll explain what that is, but that's very important for you to know. But Because once the abomination of desolation, that is the major signpost that we've just transitioned into the final three and a half years before Jesus returns. It's referred to often as the Great Tribulation. There'll be world war during that final three and a half year period. The Antichrist will rage against the saints and Israel. There will be many martyrs. There'll be powerful intercession and prophetic ministry happening in the earth. There'll be the Great Commission will be fulfilled. Praise God. It's finally going to happen. It's going to be completed. The Antichrist will lay siege and his armies uh, will lay siege to Jerusalem and to the cities of Judah. Uh, the, The seal and the trumpet judgments described in the book of Revelation will be unleashed by the Lord uh, on the earth. 
And then Satan and the, the fallen angels will actually be cast out of heaven down to the earth. That all happens in that great tribulation, the final three and a half year period. It's pretty intense. We'll talk more about it later. But the good news is this. That's the hard labor. When we get to the, tra- the great tribulation, we're in that transition to the hard labor. Praise God, those of you who have given birth, you know, the hard labor is short. You know, that labor can go for a while, but once you get to the hard labor, you transition into it. It's so intense, but praise God, it's short. And this great tribulation, it's the hard labor, and it's a short three-and-a-half-year period. And it culminates in the return of Jesus, the physical return of Jesus. The return of Jesus happens over a 30-day period at the end of the Great Tribulation. I'll talk more detail about that later. Um, The Battle of Armageddon, Jesus rescues Israel. Israel's national repentance happens uh, at the end of this, uh, when Jesus, I mean, during the time Jesus returns. Uh, the bold judgments described in the book of Revelation are unleashed by the Lord against the Antichrist empire uh, during his return. Satan and all demons are captured, and along with the Antichrist and the false prophet, and they're locked away forever, praise the Lord. Uh, world infrastructures that perpetuated evil and deception will be destroyed and uh, by God. And the resurrection will happen. We'll get our resurrected bodies and the rapture of the saints. Those who are alive on the earth at the time Jesus returns will be caught up to meet him in the air. On the way up, we'll get our resurrected bodies. Um, that all happens during the return of Jesus um, at the end of the Great Tribulation. So the next thing that happens is the millennial reign of Christ. After Jesus returns, he reigns for 1,000 years. And this is a 1,000-year transition period between this present evil age that's dominated by sin and the eternal age of the new heavens and the new earth where the earth is filled with righteousness and blessing and there is no curse anymore. So between this, the end of this present evil age, Jesus returns, and then there's a 1,000 years before the dawning of the, the new heavens and the new earth. And during that 1,000-year period, it's a time of transition where Jesus is physically on the earth ruling as king, and we are ruling with him as followers of Jesus. The saints are ruling with him. And um, during this time period, that 1,000-year time period, the judgment seat of Christ happens where saints receive their eternal rewards. Uh, The marriage supper of the Lamb takes place. The eternal rewards are given. Peace and prosperity uh, is abounding in the nations of the earth under Jesus' leadership. Jesus restores and rules the earth with the saints as he is the king of Israel, and and he restores and rules the earth. Uh, The saints disciple nations. That's you and I who are followers of Jesus. Uh, We rebuild cities during that 1,000-year period. There will be construction going on. We're literally rebuilding the, the cities of the earth and restoring the earth and the highways and infrastructures will actually be restored and rebuilt by Jesus during that 1,000-year uh, transition period. And during this time period, Jesus will appoint new leaders in every nation of the earth. He will he'll remo- remove uh, leaders that don't love him, and he will personally appoint the leaders of the nations, of the governments and the, the different positions, leadership positions throughout the nations will be appointed by the Lord himself. So at the end of the 1,000 years, there's a final rebellion and judgment. This happens very briefly at the end of the millennium. And this is where Satan is temporarily released out of his dungeon, out of his prison to tempt the nations 
uh, one last time. There's, there's a final rebellion, and uh, Jesus you know, pours out fire from heaven and destroys the rebellion. It's squashed just like that really fast. And then the final judgment, the great white throne judgment. At the after that great final judgment, it's the, the new Jerusalem descends to the earth, and the new heavens and the new earth and the eternal age dawns. It's heaven on earth forever after that. Praise the Lord. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. I just, in this video, I just wanted you to get a, a clear picture of the time frame, some of those key things that happen and when they take place according to the biblical calendar. And in the last session, I presented a, a timeline of end times events. So things that the Bible says are going to happen in, in, in a chronological order from here to eternity or from here to the new heavens and the new earth. And so in this session, I want to focus specifically on some of the prophetic signs that the Bible says uh, will happen that will lead up to the return of Jesus. And specifically, I want to focus on some prophetic signs that Jesus himself said would happen, and he described them as birth pains. So let me read them to you, and then I'll talk about them a little bit and explain what they are and how to interpret what they're saying. So first of all, I just want to start by saying Jesus is answering a question that was asked to him by his disciples. And they asked him this question. I'm going to read it to you. They said, uh, Jesus Tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the age? So, you know, in their mind, the end of the age and the return of Jesus was synonymous. They, it happens at the same time. And they're like, God, give us some signs, Jesus. Like, what are some things that we can look for that would indicate how near we are to your return and the end of the age or how far away it is? Uh, give us some signs. And Jesus says, okay, I'll do that. You know, I'll give you some signs. And he answers them and he gives them these birth pain signs. And it's Matthew 24, 4 through 14. I'm gonna read this to you. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Here's the key phrase. All these are the beginning of of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So I just want to quickly run through a, a list of the signs that Jesus mentioned in this passage. First of all, he talked about there be, going, to, going to be widespread religious deception. He talked about, you know, false prophets, there'll be false teachers, false messiahs, it says, will come. They'll say, I'm the messiah, they'll deceive many people. Uh, this is one of the signs the, that are, are, he described as using a metaphor of birth pains. And another thing that he mentioned here is increasing natural disasters. So he he specifically mentioned famines and earthquakes, but there'll be other ones as well. And then the th a third thing he mentioned was political unrest 
an ethnic conflict when he said nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So that's not just, uh, you know, like one country, like political country against another, like the United States versus Russia. It, it includes that, but it's more than that. When he says nation against nation, it's actually talking about a ethnic group, one ethnic group against another ethnic group. And of course, you know, that racial conflict will, uh, will happen as, and this is one of the signs, uh, to look for that will signal uh, his return. It's going to be escalating racial conflict. And I would include in there uh, not only racial conflict, but even socioeconomic conflict in the sense like the rich versus the poor. You know, throughout history, there's this sense of, uh, you know, the poor get tired of their lot in life and they're angry at the rich and or vice versa. And there's revolutions and they kind of war against one another. There's been lots of those kinds of conflicts uh, throughout history and there will continue to be. Um, leading up to the return of Jesus. So then the fourth thing he mentioned was there'll be wars and rumors of wars. The fifth thing he mentioned is persecution of believers. He says, you're going to be hated by all nations because of me. I mean, that is an intense statement. But he says, you're going to be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You're going to be actually hated by all nations because of me. Then he says this, uh, believers turning away from the faith. And he mentioned... uh, he says uh, in verse 10, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. So there'll be many believers, genuine followers of Jesus who are turning away from the faith and denying the Lord. And the uh, seventh thing that he mentioned was wickedness and sin increasing. And the eighth thing he mentioned is escalating hatred. He says, actually, the love of mo- the increase of wickedness and the love of most will grow cold. Like that is a rough environment to be in in the earth when love is diminishing in the earth while hatred and ethnic conflict manifesting in all the different ways hatred uh, manifests uh, is, is increasing on the earth. That's a rough place to live. And then finally, the ninth sign uh, that in the birth pain sign that he gives is the gospel of the kingdom will be advancing unto the eventual completion of the Great Commission. Well, every ethnic group, every nation, every tribe, and every tongue, uh, and every language will hear the gospel, and there'll be people from every, every people group that's ever existed, every people group in the world, who will believe the gospel and be saved and enter the kingdom of God. Like, this is the, one of the encouraging signs that is uh, going to be happening. Now, here's the key. Now, if, as I was going through these signs, um, you might have been thinking, like, how are these things specifically signs that signal the return of Jesus? Because these things have been happening, they're happening right now, but they've been happening throughout history. And I would say you're absolutely right. These are, all these nine things Jesus mentioned are general signs that have been occurring ever since Jesus came the first time, and they'll they're happening all throughout history. They'll be happening through the Great Tribulation, that final three-and-a-half-year period before Jesus returns. And they'll happen all the way up to the return of Jesus. These are general signs that have been happening throughout history. The key to, um, to understanding how these signs signal the return of Jesus is the birth pains metaphor. And Jesus said, all these are the beginning of birth pains. So he's answering the question, give us some signs, Jesus, that will signal your return. And he says, okay. And he lists all these things. And he says, pay attention to these things. These general signs, they're going to be happening through all history. Don't be alarmed when you see them happening in your day. The end is not yet. The end is still to come. But pay attention because these signs are like birth pains. So what does that mean? 
Here's the key. Birth pains, when, when a woman, uh, a pregnant woman, is, g- begins going into labor to be, get ready to give birth to the baby, uh, she begins to have birth pains or you know, contractions, a lot of times they're called. And what happens is when she first goes into labor, those contractions may be relatively light. Uh, so you know, she, can, she feels it, her uterus is contracting, and she's like, oh, okay, I feel that. But she's able to you know, laugh and carry on a conversation with her friends while she's having these you know, con- little contractions because they're light when they first start. And maybe they're like 30 minutes apart, you know, so she's not having them very frequently. But as the time comes nearer to give birth to the baby, those contractions, those birth pains, she has them closer together. So like instead of they go from 30 minutes to 20 minutes to 15 minutes down to like every minute, they're having another birth pain. So they become more frequent but they also become way more intense. So at first, she's having a conversation with their friends and laughing, but by the end, those contractions, the birth pains, when they come, it takes all her focus to get through them. She's like breathing hard. She's like, you know, she's focused because they are intense. They are hard. They are painful. And as she gets closer to the birthing of the baby, those birth pains become more frequent and more intense. And they're, uh, yeah, and more intense. That is the interpretive key to understanding the signs of the birth pains that I just mentioned, that Jesus mentioned in verses 4 through 14 of Matthew 24. It's not that these events are happening that says, oh my goodness, it must be the end of the age. Jesus is about to return. No, it's the frequency that they happen and the intensity with which they happen on a global scale. You know, these things, wars have been happening ever since before Jesus was here. Earthquakes have been happening, but here's what we see is they've been happening all throughout history, but as you read the Bible and even you read the book of Revelation, these things continue happening, but there's more of them, and they're all closer together. There's less of a reprieve between them. They're happening on a a global scale there's more of them. They're happening much more frequently, and they're way more intense. Like, the, there's always been earthquakes, and there's big earthquakes that happen now, but like the book of Revelation talks about, even at the very end when Jesus is returning, the greatest, most intense earthquake in the history of the world happens at that point. So we see it's like one of these birth pain signs. The key is not that these signs are happening. It's that how often they're happening and how intense they are. And Jesus is like, pay attention to these things. And this will give you a kind of an indicator of if you're getting closer to my return in the end of the age or not. Is, and it's like, why, does, why do we need to know that? And here's one of the reasons why I find that helpful for me is because it gives me a good idea of what the environment is in the earth leading up to the return of Jesus. You know, there's some people that think like, well, you know, it's just going to get better and better up to the return of Jesus. The church is going to become mature and, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, lead people to Jesus and we're going to get Christians in government. And eventually, you know, things are just going to get better and better in the political atmosphere and peace on earth. And, and it's just going to get better and better. We're going to get the earth ready. And then Jesus is going to come and say, good job, guys. You guys did it. And, um, but that's not what the Bible indicates, you know, the Bible says that the glory of God, the light of Jesus in the earth is going to get stronger. The light is going to get brighter. The believers in Jesus are going to walk in their greatest level of purity and maturity 
um, that we've ever walked in leading up to the return of Jesus. There'll be signs and wonders and miracles and the, the great commission being fulfilled. Every people group will hear the gospel in the earth and there'll be a church in every people group on the earth. I mean, it's going to be amazing, but alongside the light getting brighter, the darkness is going to get darker. And there is going to be hatred. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be, in fact, natural disasters. There's going to be wars. There's going to be ethnic conflict, socioeconomic conflict. There's going to be all kinds of these things. They're going to come to a head. And as we get closer to the return of Jesus or the birthing of the new age, these birth pain signs are going to become greater in frequency as well as intensity. And that's the interpretive key to understanding the, the birth pains signs of the time. So anyway, I hope that's helpful um, in your study. And I, I find it really helpful because then if I know like, hey, this is the, this is the conditions I'm going to be living in, the generation that leads to the return of the Lord, this is the conditions of the earth. And so then I can prepare my heart and my mind accordingly to be able to flow in the grace of God and thrive in that season and not be caught off guard by the challenges and the difficulties that will be happening uh, in that time. So today's question comes from Stanley, and Stanley says, he said, in session 10, you mentioned that there will be yet another Holocaust. I feel like I am grasping the reasons for that, but why does this path to the end of the age include so much death? Man, that is a really good observation because, and it's a great question because it's true. You know, there is an enormous death toll, uh, especially in that final three and a half years before Jesus returns. The scripture says there is um, a massive death toll um, to the point where uh, at one point, one third of the earth dies in one judgment from the Lord. And then shortly after that, another judgment comes and a, a rema- of the remaining population of the earth, a quarter of the earth dies in another judgment. I mean, and that's just some of the judgments. There's other things that are happening too. So this is like, wow, this is intense. There is a massive death toll uh, that happens leading up to the return of Jesus. And so good observation, Stanley, and a uh, great question. So here's my answer to the question. Why does this path, it's God's path in the scriptures that talks about to the end of the age, why does it include so much death? And uh, I, my answer is it's a result of the convergence of four uh, factors that are all coming to maturity in the earth at the same time. Factor number one is the sinfulness of mankind. Factor number two, the rage of Satan because he knows his time is short. Factor number three, the convulsions of nature, groaning under the effects of human sin that's escalating and accumulating in the earth. And there's, and there's the convulsions of nature in reaction to that because of the curse that the earth is under because of human sin. And the fourth factor is the righteous judgments of God that confront and stop the advance of wickedness. So you have all four of these factors coming to a head in fullness all at the same time. The sinfulness of mankind. I mean, just think about when people are feel the liberty and have the boldness, the the conditions of the earth, that they can act out the sinful desires of their heart uh, without much hindrance. And so the Bible actually says in the book of Revelation that four of the, the, just the depravity 
of mankind just gets worse and worse and worse as they continue to walk in their sin. And there's the four, four of the primary sins at the end of the age, it says in the book of Revelation, are murder, theft, uh, witchcraft or, or sorcery, and sexual immorality. And again, it's just like people just feeling the liberty and acting out the sinful desires of the heart. Plus, then you add to that the rage of Satan. Um, when he's, uh, he, he's, he knows his time is short. He's gonna, it's just a short time. Jesus is going to return. He's going to be thrown into the lake of fire. And he is filled with rage, and he sets out to destroy the people of God and just to destroy people. And so that comes to a head uh, leading up to the time Jesus returns. Then you have the convulsions of nature being under a curse because of the, the, uh, of the sin of the leaders of the earth, which is human beings. And you know that's been happening throughout history, but the convulsions of the nature uh, are going to increase more and more. And you get things like the, the tornadoes and the natural disasters, etc. Finally, you get righteous judgments. Righteous judgments of God uh, that confront and stop the advance of wickedness come to, like God, that, those have been happening throughout history at different times in different ways. But for the most part, God has been restraining himself uh, from, from releasing his wrath against the sinfulness of mankind because he wants all to come to repentance. That's, you know, as many as possible to come to repentance. But as we approach the return of Jesus, that final three and a half years, God just says, you know what? Like, I am going to confront sin. I'm going to be silent no longer. I am going to stop the oppressors with force. And he unleashes those mighty judgments in the book that are spelled out in the book of Revelation. So when you have the combination of those four factors all happening at the same time at their greatest level, that's why the death toll is so high uh, leading to the end of the age. So this is a good principle, though, to keep in mind. And this is a quote from Mike Bickle, who's a leader, director of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri. And he says this, God uses the least severe means to reach the greatest number of people at the deepest level of love without violating anyone's free will in training the rulers of the earth. That's a really good sentence. Like rewind and listen to that again and try to take in all the little components of that sentence. But God is good. And uh, he is, he is, getting us to the highest level of mature love and um, without violating anyone's free will, he's confronting wickedness, he's advancing righteousness in the earth, and he's, he's, he's using the least severe means possible to get this done. Only God could pull it off. So. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five State Revival Podcast. Guys, I want to let you know about a really great resource that I've really been enjoying lately, and it's called the Frontier Alliance International App. You can download the Frontier Alliance International App on your phone, and there is loads of excellent teaching on there, um, podcasts, movies that talk about the kingdom of God, but specifically they have some, some podcasts on there and some teachings that talk about uh, the return of Jesus and the end of the age and the end times that are really, really excellent. They, you know, Bible studies through the book of Daniel, uh, studying, um, 
you know, the Mount Olivet Discourse and things like this where Jesus teaches on the end times. I mean, I found these really, really good uh, to take the time and go through. So if you're interested in learning more about what the Bible says about the end times, that is a great resource for you. Frontier Alliance International. You can check out their app, download it on your whatever device that you happen to use. So thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode. God bless you.